Welcome to the In and Around Pleasant Hill podcast with Alex Cotadad, a successful real estate business owner and a lifelong resident of the East Bay, who received a Hometown Hero Award for his Facebook group, In and Around Pleasant Hill Food and Drinks, saving local restaurants during the pandemic. His new podcast will provide inspiring success stories and educational takeaways from local business owners and community leaders, helping listeners get from where they are to where they want to be. Hope everybody's doing well. Welcome to episode number five of In and Around Pleasant Hill podcast with Alex Kodadat. I'm really excited about uh, the gentleman that I'm going to be interviewing today. But before we dive into it, please do me a favor as always. Subscribe and let your friends know about my new podcast and that, you know, we talk about, you know, uh, inspirational and educational by interviewing various people community leaders, business owners, and ordinary people doing extraordinary things. So let's dive right into it. Um, Kehan, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. I really appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you. So um, really quickly, can you tell our um, listeners, you know, about your background and obviously our our thing today is about meditation and we, I believe meditation is a very important part of our lives and we especially with what happened in 2020 so anyways um, let's go ahead and introduce yourself and, and dive right into it please well um there's not much to introduce um i'm um about 67 68 years old and i've been teaching meditation for the last 25 years um i met my teacher in san rafael uh, about 1997 uh, around there and ever since i've been teaching but i haven't been teaching professionally in that sense the whole time because i had a day job uh, for many years I, i was in restaurant business so i only taught people who knew me they were asking me personally um i did not advertise i didn't have a school in that sense but um, about four or five years ago, I basically went full-time teaching. And um, that's what I do. I do psychic readings. Uh, I do energy healing. And uh, I teach a curriculum called Running Energy that basically teaches you how the relationship between your spiritual body and your physical body works. Because it takes two to tango, if you notice before you connected to this body, there was no Alex. If somebody asked your dad, uh, your dad a year before you were born, how's Alex? He would say, what are you talking about? And then when you decide to discontinue and disconnect from this body, there will be no Alex again. So Alex's existence and Alex's life is basically based on this relationship of you and this body that you connected to at birth. So that's the most important relationship in your life. Wow. And we ignore it. Right. Uh, kind of like uh, your car telling you you're out of gas and you just say, shut up, you keep driving. Where are you going to get in trouble? When our body tells us, we don't want to, I don't want to be here. You say, shut up, I have to be here. I don't want to eat this food. Shut up. I have to, I want to eat this food. I don't want to smoke this cigarette. You smoke it anyway. Well, that is ignoring your body talking to you. Your body is always talking to you with the language of emotions. It says, it feels like this. It feels like that. And we 
if we bring our attention to ourselves and to our body, that conversation becomes meaningful. And then you stop creating for everybody else and you start creating for yourself. And then your body will like it. Then at the end of the day, when you go to bed, your body tells you, it was a great day. I feel good. And that's all there is. That's life. Right. So get into your uh, curriculum that you're talking about that you do. Like, you know, you, we were talking about it before we went on record, uh, clicked on the record button. So get more into it and, and tell us about the, why, the, the importance of meditation. Why is it so important that people really need to understand it and, and apply it in their daily life? You just said before we started recording that you had a hard time right. being in present time. That's right. Uh, describe what a hard time means to you. Well, you know, for me, because I'm so driven that I've always had an issue of trying to live in the moment and constantly thinking about the future, not really too much about, about the past, but constantly wanting to expand and grow and grow and, and become better and better what I do, that, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm being robbed of my moment especially in my industry, because it's such a high demand industry. People are buying and selling houses mm -hmm. and they need your attention now. They can't wait, you mm -hmm. know? So that's why I, that's why I've, I've tried to live as much as I can in the moment because before I always felt like, you know, I was always anxious. I always felt, and I, and I met with a gentleman <clears throat> at the gym. He's actually a professor at JFK university university. And he told me, he said, you know, there's certain things you need to stop. Like, for example, he said, stay away from nicotine. Stay, and I, and I never smoked, but still he said, stay away from nicotine. Stay away from caffeine. Trying to live in them, you know, and, and he's tried to apply mindfulness, like living mm -hmm. in the moment. But then I started digging more and more about mindfulness and all, obviously meditation, the importance of doing it when you wake up in the morning and doing it again before you go to bed. So that's why, you know, um, being introduced yeah. to you is very fascinating for me because this is something that I really want to learn. I want to, you know, mm -hmm. be able to apply it in my daily life. Well, okay, cool. Um, let's take it one at a time. Um, I am driven. I am driven. Those are not your words. You are doing it to satisfy somebody else. Okay. I told you I'm psychic too. I'm sorry. I can't stop. <laughs> okay, so let's put that aside. Let's just say hello to Alex. Yes. Okay. Um, you know yourself better than anybody else in the world. Okay. I submit to you that you have no expectations of yourself. You know everything about yourself. If you owned a car for 49 years, would you have any expectations about that car? No, you would know every single screw and spring in that car. So you have no expectations of yourself. You are good with yourself. There are other energies, other people around you who have expectations of you. Your brother expects you to be a certain brother. Your friend expects you to be a certain friend. Your father expects you to be a certain son, and you catch my drift. All the expectations in your space are other people's expectations of you. When you wake up in the morning, 
you look at all those expectations and you become all those things. You become that great broker to your customers. You become that the best uh, partner you can be to your partner and so on. And the best father you can be to your children. If you have any children, you catch my drift. And then you go to bed. What happens to Alex? You were complying with everybody's expectations of you. But where is Alex? This meditation basically brings you to where Alex is, hopefully. You talked about present time. Where is present time? Does it have a location? It does. It's your physical body. Your physical body is your cosmic clue to present time. You as a spirit, in a flash, you can be 20 years ago sitting in the kitchen talking to your mom. Your body can't do that. You can send yourself like this in two years in the future and try to figure out how things are going to be. Your body can't do that. When you project yourself into the past, the only thing you produce for the body is regret. Even if you look at good things doesn't matter. When you project yourself into the future, the only thing you produce for your physical body is anxiety. So when you do that, your body goes into pain. Where is present time? Where your body is? Because your body cannot be anywhere else but present time. So in the meditation, you come, the one that I teach, you come to your body you become Alex again for 10 minutes because the rest of 99% of your day, you have to be complying with everybody else's expectation of Alex. Just 1% of your day, you become Alex. And how do you do it? By reversing what you were taught when you were a kid. When you were a kid, they taught you to give your attention to other things. Give your attention to me. Give your attention to your mom. Give your attention to your dad. You catch my drift. When you give your attention to yourself, they say, hey, you're not paying attention. Right? Okay. So in my meditation that I teach, I invite you to bring your attention to your body, inside your body, and become 100% Alex. Exactly the opposite you've been taught to do all your life. The other thing they teach us to do in the process of domestication is they teach us to limit our awareness to our immediate surrounding. I teach you to expand your awareness. You can be everything. Everything is in you. There is nothing in the universe that is not in you, Rumi says. So all you have to do is you bring your attention to yourself and then you become the owner of your own universe. And if you do this practice 10 minutes a day, your life changes drastically. How, um, Kayon, how, you know, I, I've been trying to do it, but explain to us how will it, how like drastically being able to change your life, how? I mean, like, what does it do to you that-, that okay. you changes you. So um, 
We talked about the concept of you have two bodies, one body creates, one body experiences. You sit down and you create an image, and that's how we create. We create an image. Look at everything around you. It was an image before it became that physical thing, right? Yes. So we create an image, we create, and then the body will experience how that feels. We go and buy a shirt and wear it, and the body says, I like it. The body says, I hate it. It doesn't fit right, right? So you create the body experiences. Who? Who are you creating for? Are you creating for those people who have expectations of you? <laughs> or are you creating for yourself? When you go to buy that shirt, who are you buying it for? How much does it matter everybody who sees it, what would they say? How much does it matter the most important person in your life, how much, uh, what would he or she say when you wear it? To which degree do you buy that shirt for Alex? I'm just using that as an example. You're sitting there in your chair at home and you are creating your tomorrow. At that moment, which, per which percentage of your energy is your energy? And which percentage of it is everybody else's energy? If your energy is only 2%, Tomorrow, you only enjoy 2% of your creation because only 2% of it was created for Alex or 10% of it. That's a big difference, right? The minute you say hello to yourself and get into your body and your body experiences you as whole for maybe the first time, at least it was for me at age 44, everything shifts. Because if you look in the past, every single moment in your life, you had everything you needed to be who you were at that moment. Everything, the car, the clothes, the problems, everything. That was perfect for you to be that person. And then you changed, you became a different person. Everything around you shifted. You had a different car, different house, different clothes, so on. And then you shift, changed again. So the question is not what you have. The question is who you are. When you want to make a decision to do something, it's never the decision to do something. It's a decision to who to be next. So you are looking to create a new Alex. How that Alex will look like. Let your body experience it and then everything around you will shift to create the environment that you need to be that, Alex. So you are the master of your own universe. The environment that you have created right now caters to who you are in present time perfectly. You have everything you need to be this, Alex. Even your problems are perfectly for you, right? Me the same. Okay, so now decide who you want to be next. Not decide what you want to do next or what you want to have next. That's one of the lies they tell us when we grow up. If you want to, for example, be wealthy, first you have to work very hard, you have to do something. You start by doing. And then 
you have money, then you can be wealthy. Well, if that's true, why are most people who work the hardest in the world are the poorest? No, it starts the other way. You be wealthy, then money will come to you. And then you do as wealthy people do. You know, the days that I need money, I go find some homeless people and I give them some money. I become wealthy. So it's a question of being. Who do you want to be next? Yesterday, you wanted to be this. Congratulations. Experience it. Sign your name to it. Say, this is my creation. And then ask yourself, what, who do you want to be tomorrow? Do it deliberately rather than unconsciously. So when you're sitting and creating your tomorrow and only 2% of your energy is yours and 98% is everybody else's, then your creation is basically unconscious. But when it's 50% you, your creation is very much deliberate. You are creating for Alex. You are not responsible for creating for me. But if you feel bad for me today, tonight you're going to go create your tomorrow from my pain. See the picture? Right. So, <laughs> so this meditation helps you clear everybody else's energy out of your space yeah. so you can be in your body comfortably and be Alex. I mean, the stuff that you're saying is very, very powerful. Um, I've been trying to meditate for a few years now, like I said, the mindfulness. And, you know, in the morning, like for someone, especially like me, you know, I'm trying to sit there for 10 minutes and sometimes it's very quiet and I'm really trying to feel, you know, just go as deep as I can. There are days I can do it, but like for me, I have to listen to guided meditation. I have to mm. have like headpiece on and somebody's mm. actually talking to me and telling me, you know, mm. you're here. I have to do that. I need that guided meditation where if mm. it's me trying to do it on my own is very, um, very difficult. So for someone that's, listening to this podcast right now mm -hmm. and says, you know what, I want to start, you know, working on me. I want to start, mm -hmm. you know, making myself feel better. Mm -hmm. um, where do they start with meditation? What, what recommendation? I know you have a, well, your website, khongotsi.com, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, there are many different types of meditation and I'm not saying the meditation that I teach is the best kind of meditation. Every, Different kinds of meditation is good for different kinds of people. You know, to me, it's like bicycle. You know, it's basically in everybody's garage, but nobody, not everybody uses it. So um, that's one thing. Uh, the other thing uh, fr from the curriculum that I teach, um, I teach it basically uh, on a um, four-week uh, sessions at a time, and I call it a spiritual awareness course. So basically, you sign up for four classes, uh, one a week, and then I teach you this meditation and hold your hand while you're ride, learning how to ride your bicycle. And um, that, that's what I teach. So that's what I recommend that somebody does. But um, you said you mentioned that you're trying uh, in the uh, sitting there for 10 minutes and you're trying to meditate. Um, you don't need to. I mean, not the one that I teach, because you remember we're going to kindergarten. So it's a very busy space. We're playing all the time. 
Um, there's no sit there and be calm or don't think about anything. It's none of that stuff. Basically, I teach you tools that are like toys and you play with it and you see how it feels. I'm not going to tell you how it's going to feel. You try, try to do this and play with this tool and tell me how it felt to you. And that becomes your own truth. You see, in what I teach, the definition of a lie is somebody else's truth in your space. So as you get rid of everybody else's energy in your space, you, less, you live less and less of a lie. Let me give you an example, physical example. I was in restaurant business for many years. I owned my own restaurant for many years. I cooked a lot. And to a point that I can grab anything hot with these three fingers and it wouldn't burn me. And that's my truth. I'm not lying. Okay. I come and tell you this. And because you like me or you hate me, you pick this up. Right now, it, you put it in your space. In your space is a lie you're going to act on it and you're going to burn your fingers. So my truth in your space is a lie. As you get rid of everybody's energy, everybody else's truth out of your space, you find your own truth. So when you play with these toys in the spiritual kindergarten, you learn your own truth. Because you shut down your physical body for a minute yep. and then you start playing with your spiritual body. And then because you're in your body, your physical body is experiencing it at the same time. So you go, oh, <laughs> I didn't think it was that color. You know, that's basically that it, it's the meditation. It's a, it's a busy space. It's working the energy. It's like cleaning the bathroom every morning. Right. And <laughs> you, you recommend meditation. You know, I've read books that it says you should, you know, meditate mornings and night but for someone that's starting mm -hmm. someone that's starting what is your recommendation five minutes ten minutes twice a day throughout the day you know you know the whole you know do you, do you need to close your eyes and be in a quiet space or can you actually meditate outside in the park when it's loud uh, my recommendation is that um, your truth is your experience if you do it in the morning and works for you in the morning right now, go for it. If in two weeks you say it doesn't work in the mornings anymore, you have to do it at noon, go for it. Experience it. See, your experience becomes your truth. My job is not to add myself to you, my student. The road from here to there is not a process of addition. It's a process of elimination. So... I'm not saying you have to do it like this and that. The difference between a religion and spirituality is basically this. They both give you the same information. Religion tells you the information is senior to you. Spirituality says you are senior to the information. I give you these toys. Go play with it. You want to play with it in the morning? Come back and tell me how did it feel. And then you want to play it at night? Come back and tell me how that feels. Go do it in the park. See if it works better for you or not. If not, go do it in your bedroom. You keep experiencing and value your experience as something that is your truth. And this becomes the process. 
not me telling you what's good or bad. I'm just telling you this is a toy. Play with it. Kindergarten. Right, right. Come as a child. Now, your website, Kehan Otsi, uh, tell us about the website. So if somebody wants more information or... To yes, know, it's a good place to go. Yeah, do you have videos on there or information? Can you tell us a little bit more about No, your I don't have any videos, but uh, there are a, a section where I do some blogs, and a couple of those blogs have guided meditation in them, very short guided meditation, just to give you an example of what I'm talking about. So um, there are about, I think, six or seven or eight blogs, and two of them are meditation blogs. The rest of them are just written blogs. And then there's a list of uh, services that are available, such as uh, aura reading and um, um, clairvoyant consultation. Uh, but that's a little bit for more advanced people. Uh, and uh, also I offer aura healings for free. I never charge for healing. Uh, the rule with healing is that you give a healing, you get a healing. So uh, you can um, fill up a form, a very short form, your name and your email and uh, request the healing. And when I do the healing, I reply to the email and tell them what did I do. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a fun place to go poke around, kehangatsi.com. Can you, can you spell that out for us, please? K-A-Y-H-A-N-G-H-O-D-S-I. Dot com. Okay. And then obviously, if they want to get a hold of you, your phone number, all the information. It's over there. Yeah. The email and the phone number is on the website. Wonderful. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. Kehan, is there anything else uh, we can talk about or you want to talk about before we go? No, not really. I mean, you can talk about these things forever, <laughs> but, uh, you know, at some point you can't hear it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, basically that that's, I think we talked about the basics and um, the beginning of it, or we, let's say in a spiritual language, we said hello to it. Yeah, well, I want to, Kehan, I want to thank you so much for your time. I know this was a last minute, so thank you so much for you know giving us your time today, and 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 it was very informative, and I learned a lot myself. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was nice meeting you. You yes, have a nice evening. Uh, and um, so, guys, do me a favor and listen to our future um, episodes, and please share this episode with your family and friends, and <clears throat> we hope that you will be enjoying more of our episodes coming up and in and around Pleasant Hill. Thank you and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.